0: in today's global economy we can connect anywhere to anyone this provides us with tremendous opportunities to refine our careers and lifestyles want to escape your boring nine-to-five job and bring your ideas to fruition while living out your dreams listen up because freedom is the new rich And this is The Power of Thought with Brandon Webb.
1: What is going on, Power of Thought fam? I am not Brandon Webb. I'm Ian Scotto. I'm the producer of this podcast. And it's been a very busy week for me here at Hurricane, uh, which is great for you guys because it's a lot of great content. I'm uh, going to be away for a few days. So because of that, I've been putting a ton of stuff together, uh, which includes the two-hour Q&A that Jack Murphy and I did for Software Up Radio, if you want to check that out. The recent interview we did with Mike Schlitz that is also now up on the Soft Rep Radio channel, uh, as well as an interview that's going to be up in just a few days with former Navy SEAL Kristen Beck, and now this—the latest best of Power of Thought podcast—and I figured I'd put together four clips from very different interviews with very different guests, but the cool thing is that you'll see some of the same connecting themes. And I think that a lot of people who are successful in their fields uh, carry some of the same ideas. And you're going to see this when you listen to these clips. Um, So I have two clips from more recent episodes, two clips from some of our older episodes. Uh, We have James Altshore, who you guys may know from his own podcast and uh, his finance stuff. Uh, in the Bitcoin world, in cryptocurrency, bodybuilder Frank Zane, bodybuilding legend, Uh, recent guest, Laird Hamilton, big wave surfer, and the other one I'm throwing in here is my former professor and great voice actor, Susan Murphy. Uh, I'm going to start this off, though, with who I just mentioned, one of my favorite guests we've ever had on the show, uh, and just a total legend in the world of bodybuilding and really in the world of fitness at large because he was doing this in the days of Arnold Schwarzenegger, competed against Schwarzenegger, when uh, bodybuilding was not the trendy thing that it is today, really a trendsetter. And you'll hear him get into his, his own philosophy on the power of thought. And that's Frank Zane. Let's get right into it. I
2: started meditating using a mantra in 1976. I discovered a mantra that I, that really felt special to me, and uh, I started saying it. And those three years I won Olympia, I made a vow to say it a million times a year. And I still do that. I've been doing it ever since. And I've said it probably 20, 30 million times. I do it every morning for at least a half hour to an hour. Uh, and basically what it does is it crowds that negative thinking. Yeah. You know, Find myself. My, I, I, I try to set up things so that it keys
3: in the mantra. Can you kind How of summarize it? that for for the listeners?
2: It just it's just an expression that means something to me, and it's yeah. like that with everybody. You know, the prayers are good. Anything yeah. that has special significance for you. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I've already won is one uh, is a good one. Or already won. It's like a four beat mantra syllable. And you just say it over and over and over and over again, and I use beads, so you know if you don't do something physical when you're doing that, you'll forget you're saying it. You know, yeah, it's just human nature, and so I use the beads and I keep saying it.
3: The beads keep me saying it. It's so when we were—that's were, what I do. When we were modernizing and improving the sniper program for the SEAL teams, we brought in these one of the main consultants. Um, was a gold medalist, and he surveyed all the gold medal Olympians in the '70s, and they all had a mantra. They all had uh-huh. exactly what you just described. So it, I think it's you know the proof is in the pudding, right? What separates the champions from the
2: yeah the second yeah. place? Yeah, I worked with Bruce when when she was Bruce Jenner in. Doing commentary for TV in 1976 when he went out there. So basically, I don't know if he did or not, yeah. but maybe he needed to have one if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he was an incredible athlete. And uh, I think it's something because, you know, the way we feel is generated from what we think about. It all starts there.
3: Yeah. 100%. And so, yeah,
2: uh, as far as visualization goes, I the most helpful thing I've found over the years is. What I call I call it high tech meditation. It involves light sound machines, and I've been involved in these ever since the late '80s when they're first introduced. And we have a few we sell on the website now that are basically it's like a pair of sunglasses with LEDs on the inside, and they pulsate uh, at different at different rhythms, at different frequencies, at beat frequencies. And uh, different frequencies are are more conducive for visualizations. These frequencies have special characteristics. Like there's the Schumann resonance, which is 7.83 hertz. That's what how the that's the frequency the Earth is vibrating. At it's vibrating a little faster than that now. Yeah. But basically, um, 40 hertz is a special one for. They found out with research it, it dissolves uh, amyloid plaque in, in in rats, which is basically the what clogs up people for Alzheimer's. So there's implications there. There's a 10 hertz frequency, which is has been shown to improve memory in in adults, older adults. So all these things have uh, behavioral, you know, effects. Uh, they're great for falling asleep. You know, if you can't fall asleep, you put one of these on and, you know, basically it starts out with a faster frequency, ramps down to a slower one. Uh, And, you know, there's a certain point where you just let go of of paying attention to the light show and you go under. Um, The thing about visualization, uh, certain frequencies, I find that the best frequencies for visualization are somewhere between 8 and 13 hertz. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I, by using these so much, I use them every day as part another part of another way to meditate.
1: Hope you enjoyed that clip of Frank Zane. You can check that out. Just look back in the archives. This next clip is from a newer interview with my former college professor and voice actor Susan Murphy.
0: You've said that the the title of this series is Freedom is the New Rich. Yeah. Right. You now you have to define rich. Yeah. Rich isn't going to necessarily mean a gazillion dollars. I'm never going to be that terrific voice actor, you know, um, who does a, a handful of commercials a year, gets limoed in to do it. And that's, that's just, just not. That's pie in the sky. And yeah. that's fine. I think when, when you just start to define rich as um, invigorating, as making you happy, as giving back, as bringing other people along with you, yeah, I think that's that's pretty rich. And you have to take some chances to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I moved to North Carolina for several reasons, but not the least of which was um, it's a lot cheaper to live here than it is um, on Long Island. Yeah. And after my second husband passed away, um, I you know I had some decisions to make. So sometimes you get forced into into making those new pathways. I probably you know my daughter lives down here, which is why I came here. Yeah, but sometimes you do have to wait for those life events to push you. But you know when when I look back at starting the Shadow Traffic Network New York and starting um, turnkey pledge breaks, it all just come it all just came about from conversation about a little spark that that grew just a little bit and i couldn't have done it by myself so i don't i don't ever think that this sort of thing is done in a vacuum i mean your daughter wouldn't be making the commissions on her artwork if she didn't have a dad to guide her and talent to actually yeah. put out there i think you do, you have to talk to a lot of people you have to trust intuition um and then you also have to be ready to pivot if that doesn't work yeah i mean when i left academia there was no guarantee that i was going to make it on my own as a voice actor and to be honest that salary is modest at best yeah. um, and, and other things you know can can contri- can contribute to my living comfortably now but i think you just have to keep your ears and eyes open and don't be afraid to launch an idea and talk about it with other people because you know that producer at PBS when we he was he was the one who had contacts at the Corporation for Public Broadcasting I was going to be on the talent production writing side so our two synergies just kind of meshed together yeah. and you know it worked out it worked out really well so don't don't be afraid to yeah. We all have dreams in our head. Let the dreams out. Yeah. Talk about
3: them. Yeah. Let the dreams out. And I think as much as I, I talk about this a lot with my own kids and, and my audience is that there are a lot of naysayers out there, right? Like there are the people I, I could a okay. hundred plus times tell you the, the people out there that t- told me I was crazy. I'd never be a Navy SEAL. Everybody fails. Um, but there are, people out there that are extremely willing and generous with their time and willing to help and and i try and make sure i'm i'm one of them too and yeah and it's karma baby yeah it's karma it is out there i mean i can think of ian knows uh, my friend buck sexton who you know he's on iheart radio he's he's got a tv he's on a tv news tv show in dc but him and i always keep in touch and help each other out Mm -hmm. you know because he could have me on one of his shows and drive my book onto a bestseller list. So it, it's, um, and I've been talking to him a lot lately about podcasts cause he's, he's like really, um, interested in starting his own, his own podcast. But there are, to your point, put the idea out there, uh, cause chances are somebody knows somebody or is willing to help. And then, you know, someday hopefully you'll be able to pay it forward in return.
0: Right. And that's what that's what makes things successful. But it's also sometimes what gets things into trouble or or you can be led down a a wrong path too. and kind of going back to what we were talking about with regard to to news coverage. There are so many outlets trying to get so much on the air, the cable news, the 24-7, you know, eventually you're relying on people with not the best of experience. You're relying on, you know, sources um, as opposed to people who go on the record you do have to be careful with that so so you have to you have to be mindful of who you're talking to and yeah. making sure you're headed down the the right way because you know you see sometimes media television um, print magazines maybe should be taken to task a little more than they are but they're still they're still out there publishing. They're still out there on twenty-four seven or on six o'clock news or whatever. So you have to you do have to have integrity. You have to um I think to be to be long lasting, you know, in, in an innate industry or, or parts of industries, you have to and if you sell your integrity, you've sold everything. Yeah. So
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I
0: Which is what makes so so many I think TV shows and, and TV reporters and uh, CNN talking heads, they just come and go. That revolving door is why, because they've sold their integrity.
1: You guys may remember this one. This was the first guest ever on the show, the one and only James Altshore.
3: And, and the big thing is like, you, you've built businesses and sold businesses and had, had a lot of success and and failure as well, and I feel like everybody. When you, it's easy to say, "Oh, you've been so lucky, you've been successful," but they forget like the journey to success is is filled with, with, adversity and failure. And so, I would love to get that kind of well, James.
4: It's so funny origin story. How everybody, and and I'm not. I I get where they're coming from when, and it's not just about me because there's, there's no reason to think I was so lucky on anything. Um, but people say this about anyone they probably say about you oh you're so lucky that you wrote these books and now you're building a business but like let me ask you this how many times have you personally been shot at (laughs) you know like people don't realize now now in the media (laughs) as well right yeah people don't realize there's there's danger everywhere and it's not just on the battlefield it's in your family it's it's never your neighbor down the street, by the way. Like, those people, it's like, hi, Joe, you know, hi, Brandon, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the people you're closest to sometimes that are the ones firing at you and putting pressure on you and messing with your brain. Messing with your brain takes decades to get over and it's hard and that will affect every area of your life it'll affect what kind of career you chose to, choose to go into it'll it'll affect what type of values you have it'll affect how you treat other people uh you know like other friends or or members of the opposite sex that you have relationships with um or it'll affect your, your business relationships like uh you know your how your education was how the government is how your parents treated you so there's a lot of hard work in getting past all of that. And then there's just the mechanics, like, oh, I started a business. Uh, Like, here's one story, and then I'll get into the art. I'm sorry to go on tangents. No, no, I like tangents. (laughs) One time, I started a business, and I felt like, okay, this industry is going to die, and I need to sell my business. And I can describe in more detail later what the business is, because I was correct about it. So I sell the business. It's not that simple. I didn't just call up and say, okay, business sold. It was like we, it was a It was a brutal eight-month process of setting up kind of this bidding war of companies um, being attracted to my business and then waiting for months and months for lawyers who are very slow to take action. And I never had any money before. This is the very first business I sold. So uh, I was scared to death. Like. Plus, I had this extreme sense that the industry was going to disappear, which it was starting to at that point. Yeah, and so I saw Urgency. it coming. Yeah. And so, and so then at the last minute, the acquirer said, "Well, we need a sign off from your landlord, and because we because ke- the landlord's not going to have a new tenant, us. You know, it's not you anymore. It's it's your bigger acquirer. Yeah. So the, the landlord has to approve. So the landlord <laughs> has to approve." Op- some guy who his family has been in the garment district for a hundred years or whatever we don't we even it's like we're in different worlds, and he hates me How okay you get a this hold of this guy. this scrawny yeah. kid who <laughs> like thinks he deserves to sell his company like i'm not giving permission uh, for him, man. and I had a ten thousand square foot space at a dollar a foot like i in New York it was a great space yeah. i didn't i couldn't move in a week and I, I just kept just standing outside. Like, he literally sold garments. That's like cheap, like, too. On 37th Street and, like, 8th Avenue. And just, like, I just stood there, waited for him to open up, would wait for him to close. Like, please. Uh, and he's like, okay, give me some stock tips, and I'll do it. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll give you some stock tips. I did. I don't know if he made money on them or anything. He probably lost money on them. But he finally signed it. But that's like, I'd go to sleep at night, like, oh, my God, is this guy I don't even know gonna going to hold up your deal. Yeah. Hold, and that one tiny signature that he never even thought about me before. And is he going to prevent me from raising my family? Cause I had no other thing to do. I was going to either go out of business or, eventually or sell this company, but that happens that t- sort of situation with that intensity happens every single day. So yeah. here, here it is now for me, I will say it's exactly 19 years later, almost to the day. And I would say that type of situation is constantly now happening to me. It's like every day happening to me. And now I know what level of importance to put that on in terms of the things that I think about when I I go to sleep or when I interact with others. It's very low importance because I know that most of the things will work out if I do these steps because I have enough experience dealing with things that that are that important to me that could destroy me. I, I know how to... Either deal with them or diversify away from them, so that I'm not dependent on one signature uh, or one thing, you know, whatever the analog is. And I learn to um, to deal with it. But I even I'll you know say this freely. I even say this to my therapist. It's like every week now, there's three or four things that happen where 20 years ago would have been. Oh, this is the one thing of this 6-month period that is the biggest thing of my life ever. Yeah. And now it's 3 a week, good and bad. I think a lot of uh, so I watch the show Billions,
3: which I'm a fan huge fan of, but the one thing I really like and this has to do with the therapist comment is that Billions has made therapy cool. Like cuz they're, they're cuz the Wendy get, Rhodes using character this performance, yeah, the Wendy Rhodes character in this performance coach role and she's like Pumping these guys up to go, you know, conquer well, the world.
4: Well, you know, let me just let me just say, I used to be a um, professional day trader, a professional hedge fund manager, and a fund of hedge funds. So she's based roughly. I mean, she's all those types of characters. It's just like the show Silicon Valley. There's not one person; it's like a kind of an, an amalgamation of, of people, like a combination of a bunch of people. But she's roughly based on a guy Ari Kiev, who was the in-house therapist at SAC Capital, which is Steve Cohen, one of the biggest hedge funds out there. Yeah. Ari Kiev unfortunately passed away, but I, I knew him quite well. Um, she's also there's also another guy uh, Brett uh, Steenbarger, and there, there, there's an industry. There's a couple people in that space. All of them I knew. Two of them I would visit regularly because it is that's another thing because then several years after selling my business I started being a day trader and a hedge fund manager being a day trader is is the same is why she's there it's so internal and brutal yeah. when you work a job you get paid every two weeks whether you do a bad job or a good job if you do a bad job that day day trading you're You just lost money. (laughs) A lot of money. It's a job where you just gave money instead of made money. There's no other job in the world like that where, okay, here's 2% of my entire net worth that I've spent years building. I'm going to go to work today and give back 2% of it and have no hope of ever gaining it back if... If I continue this... Once you lose a little bit of money, you think, okay, well, this is what's going to start happening all the time. That's why you need a therapist to convince you, no, remember that time when you had that inner strength and confidence to make decisions. Don't forget that part of you. And uh, I mean, I I used to day trade. I would put on the trade and it would go against me right away sometimes. And I lived across the street from a church. I'd go to the church and I would let nobody be in the church. It'd be 9.45 in the morning, um, there would be Jesus, you know, and there'd be candles. I would get on my knees and I would Jesus, please make this stock market go up in the next 15 minutes. And I'm Jewish. And so it just was not a strategy.
1: And wrapping things up, this is our most recent guest on the show, Laird Hamilton.
5: I think a big, a big part of my career has been, uh, to try to subsidize my, my love for the ocean to be in the ocean and not set myself up to not, you know, I, I've kind of tried to have a, have the flexibility to be able to, uh, move with the weather literally. And so in a way I I've had to design a, a, a life. Um, that's why when, you know, when they say freedom is wealth, I go, well, then I've started out wealthy and I've been pretty wealthy <laughs> the whole time. But, you know, but I'm still governed by gravity and, and, and uh, mortgages. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think that, you know, to believing you can. And then uh, and then also, you know, I, I say, you know, you don't arrive at a destination that you first didn't set out to get to. You might not know the route, but you don't. You have to see like, hey, I this is what I want to, you yeah. know, that's where I want to go, um, you know, one of my, I think one of my, uh, because my, fa- my stepdad was a, a competitive surfer and, and was in surf contests. And so I saw that as a young man and I, and I vowed never to let my performance be, uh, kind of, uh, dictated by judgment. And, I mean, the audience can, can judge it, but not, uh, you know, not a panel of experts. Cause yeah. I, cause I felt like, you know, then they could determine your faith and, 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 uh, I, I really like, Uh, you know, I I think I I like, I began to understand that I really like the learning process of being a beginner and kind of, and then evolving something and, and, uh, and to make it, you know, what, what my favorite saying is, you know, I really want to do what I haven't done, not continue to do what I've done. And I think that that kind of sets you free a little bit when you can get over kind of worrying about, you know, hey, I'm a basketball player, and that's what I do, and everybody knows me as that. And as soon as you can kind of say, hey, listen, I'm just a human, and I'm doing these different things, um, it kind of sets you free a little bit, because then you're not kind of constraining yourself by the parameters of whatever it is that that people identify you as. And so I've been able to be kind of pretty creative uh, in my career around you know around the ocean, and then and then fitness and uh, and health and wellness just seems like the natural evolution because it's you know it's it's uh you know the old saying you can never have too much fun but I, they forgot the tagline which is but you need to be in really good shape to do it so because everybody goes oh yeah i can never have too much fun i go yeah but you got to be in good shape to have too much fun like yeah. it takes and so taking you know taking uh kind of taking respect for or taking a uh, uh you know pre- taking my health as like as like a as like a uh uh as as, as, a, as my as my temple you know my body is my temple and I want to take care of it and and get the most out of it and you know when you uh, have been hurt uh, enough times and then you know what that's like you're like mm, yeah you start to understand better about how to take care of it how do you want to nurture it you know you want to when you're trying to learn stuff um, you realize how important you know everything working well is in learning um, and so uh, I, I think I spent a lot of time uh kind of in that creative part i really like that i mean listen my my really based a a career on innovation that really it's really been about innovation whether it's innovation in 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 sport innovation in nutrition innovation in, in, in in you know in well wellness or whatever that is i like i like uh and I just like I like that discovery process. I like that kind of creative, you know, because I, I think it's a very, de- uh, a very connected to visualization. Right. So yeah. if, if you if you have this ability to visualize something, well, w- really, the next pr- place is manifesting it. Right. And then if you can manifest it, then the next thing is actually being able to use that manifestation into actual application because otherwise it's just a, you know it's just a I was listening to a a, a a great brain podcast the other day and talking about you know in school that daydreaming they considered that was you weren't connecting and you weren't concentrating and now they're discovering that daydreaming is actually probably the highest level of thinking that you can do yeah, especially exactly. if you could take daydream into into manifesting and into application of the manifestation and then and you know and so i i think i like that process i love that idea napkin drawing okay what and 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 i think a big part of all of that really is understanding the the implications of of what you what you see because if you know i I think if you look at any good inventor or any anybody who's real creative one of their thing, one of their gifts is that they can understand what that means because i can say oh yeah i did this you know, I thought about the light bulb, I mean, way, before, you know, way back. And you're like, yeah, but why didn't you make one and then get everybody those light bulb kind of thing? And so um, I, I like that. I think I like that's. I found that that's probably the most fulfilling thing that I can, you know, other than uh, being a father and being a husband and being a friend and and then being for people, um, you know, in like I, I, I think that, that helping people, especially like in disasters and in when people are hurt or when people are in need. I think that's probably one of our highest callings that we can have as a human. Um, I think when you can when you help people, um, that's your. And, and I feel like some of these things that that I've been able to participate in and continue to look at are, are are places I can help people. If I can help people have more fun, that's helping people. If I can people help people be healthier, that's more. That's 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 some fulfilling stuff. If I go out and have an effect and make people healthier, I'm like, what else? What else can I do on 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 this planet? more valuable than that. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but maybe somebody could tell me. Yeah, I mean, they've
3: done this, the studies, right? Like if you honestly help somebody, it does give you fulfillment and happiness. Like it's, it's oh, yeah. a selfish yeah. act of giving. It's yeah. called the
5: selfish act of giving. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Um, and speaking of new things, like what are like over the next couple of years, what are some of your big, big goals, like top, Top three goals for the next few years. Well,
5: survive parenting. You know, so hopefully <laughs> yeah. I got my oldest You're daughter not, already. You know, my oldest daughter graduated from college and she's got a job in her 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 chosen uh, subject. And then I, you know, I have fifteen and eleven. So you know, just get these girls and and uh, love. You know, get, keep keep my my relationship with Gabby and my love for Gabby. But in the in the in the you know out there in the other part. Um, outside of the confinements of the most important thing is health health and happiness within your home um, would be uh, and a lot of it has to do with you know Xpt is one of them yeah uh, because of that all that what kind of health and wellness and then my um, I have a business right now uh, a laird superfoods uh, that that is having a, a pretty a profound effect on people, and and we're just growing exponentially. And that I think you know those are areas of interest. I have personal kind of more selfish things about riding waves and big this and far that and fast that. But that's that's a little. I describe that as a little bit more um, kind of food for my soul. Yeah. you know, like a little bit like food for my soul. But the real. You know, I I think I think this the superfood and the XPT and these other things are connected to having a huge impact on people um, in their in their in their when their health and wellness, which is directly connected to their uh, to their to their to their health, mental health as well. That by through the through the you know, we're physical beings, whether we believe it or not. And if you're not physically feeling well, you your your brain doesn't function correctly. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think if we could have a you know an effect on getting people to you know and also figuring out how to, how to have get people to have more fun. I mean people just stop having I think we get a little older and we think fun is for kids. We always connect fun with kids and I'm like, actually no fun is was designed for humans, like yeah. for people. We should be having fun until we die and play I, is a big part
3: of it huh play just play right play is a big fun, part of life. play yeah.
5: like we forget learn we forget how, we forgot how to play yeah. we forgot how to play it's like we for, and that and i can remember as a kid there was nothing else more important that was a single your object your whole thing was to play and i mean i've made a career out of play um <laughs> You know, and, but I started as a kid going, hey, what's the I mean, what do you what do you as a kid? What do you want to do? Eat, sleep and play. And how much fun can I have? And let's do it again the next day. And we're going to do it the rest of our life. And then we get a little older. And then before you know it, life kind of wears us down. You get a thing, get obligation, get work, you get family. Pretty soon it's like play goes out. And then our idea of play is go get drunk. And then I'm like, well, no, that's not play. That's actually undermining. health which is gonna i know temporarily it gives you some relief but in the long term it's not gonna it's not gonna fulfill that it's not gonna fill that void um which can only be filled by you know ultimately play but enjoyment and happiness uh in the in the real sense of the word
1: there you have it guys a lot of great content from hurricane media this week so uh now that you're done with this, go check out the Soft Rep Radio channel and check out what we have going on there. Also, have an upcoming interview in just a few days with Navy SEAL and, of course, the Bin Laden shooter, Rob O'Neill, in studio. Very excited for that. If you enjoy the podcast, as always, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, at Power of Podcast. If you have any questions for us, you can always DM them to us there. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts and have a great weekend.
0: You've been listening to The Power of Thought with Brandon Webb. Freedom is the new rich. Follow Brandon on Instagram and Twitter at Brandon T. Webb and follow the show at Power of Podcast.